Welcome to the second episode of ISPC Tailboard Talks. Uh, I'm your host, Mark, along with my co-host, Jerry. How you doing today, Jerry? Good, Mark. Good. Good to see you again, man. Yeah, good to be here. Hopefully we can uh, we can keep the momentum going here. I think I've been from north to south uh, three times already in January, so um Definitely uh, building up my frequent flyer miles. So, <laughs> But at least we did get to play golf one day uh, since the turn of the year uh, before all the rain. First time I played golf in January in a long time. <laughs> so that, that was a good thing. And um, Before we get too far, we got to tell you, uh, our second episode of Tailboard Talks, uh, again, sponsored by TV Power Skills. Uh, we'll talk more about those guys later. Take back control of your training message delivery. And cost TND Power Skills, your sponsor for Tailboard Talks. Awesome. Thanks, Jerry. Yep. We appreciate everything TND Power Skills does for us and does for this podcast. And, um, and there I glad say, to, glad to have well. you guys on board. Okay. So, um, episode number two. Um, so, a couple things um, I want to touch on. So, uh, I'm going to talk about some of uh, ISPC's highlights here over the last month. And so uh, I don't think we did this on the first episode, but I kind of want to just uh, call out the folks that work for ISPC on a daily basis and kind of run all over the country and visit our customers. So um, first off, um, we have our executive director, Mac Turner. Um, you have myself, uh, Mark Forster, director of operations. We have Mr. Jim Vaughn. Uh, a lot of you out there um, who are familiar with our industry know Jim very well. Jim's one of our senior consultants. Um, we also have Mr. Dan Taylor, uh, who is another one of our senior consultants. Uh, he kind of resides out on the West Coast. Um, and then uh, from time to time, we also have Mr. Tony Boyd, who uh, is actually an employee of SMI. We'll talk a little bit about that later when we talk to Ron. Um, but he um, quite frequently helps us out uh, as a consultant as well. So that's kind of uh, that way. I don't have to spell out names all the time. You'll you'll hopefully uh, know when I say Jim or Tony or whoever. So um, so just a couple uh, highlights um, from the month of January here. Yeah, um, ISPC's bullpen so, is super deep too, Mark. Yeah, and it doesn't stop there. Good point, right. Jerry. Um, so I just really named the full-time people, right? Right, um, right. And we have a lot of what we call affiliated consultants uh, that do this part-time. Uh, I was one of those up until just last November. Uh, so, um, yeah, shout out to those guys as well. I mean, we have a, we have a wide array of part-time folks that help us out when we get really busy or if we need some specialty type stuff, um, we can call in our, uh, I guess you could call it bullpen, right? Yeah. And, uh, and and go to our relievers and, and get them in here and give us a hand when we need so. So yeah, thanks for that reminder, Jerry. Before we get um, two other things we want, we do have a special guest today. Um, we got a couple other things we're going to touch on before we get to our guest, but I, I, I we probably should have... Uh, mentioned this a little earlier just to kind of keep people on the line right so that they uh they don't go anywhere but um our our special guest today uh is our own mr ron shank 
um, owner and founder of ISPC and TND Power Skills, and now as well SMI. And so, um, coming up shortly, um, we'll be talking with Ron and kind of getting some of his background and and how all this started and and um, what what we do and what his vision is for the future and some other things. So stick around. Um, you're not just going to hear Jerry and I, uh, you know, yapping back and forth here. We got some real intelligence coming up on the, on the latter half of this podcast. So stick around for that. Um, again, our owner and founder, Mr. Ron Shank. So that'll be coming up here shortly. Jerry, I, I wanted to touch on, um, last week, an article, um, showed up on my LinkedIn feed from the Department of Labor, the U.S. Department of Labor. And it was a, it was a uh, post stating that um, they're announcing a $12 million funding opportunity for organizations to provide training and employment services for our, um, to help combat veteran, combat veteran homelessness. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, we can all agree that we as a uh, country uh, sometimes don't do enough for our veterans. Um, I know um, both of us, uh, as well as Ron, who's going to join us in a little bit, are all veterans. Uh, so this is kind of near and dear to our heart here. And I have a real soft spot and um, and, and place in my heart for veterans. I come from a line of veterans. My, my dad was a veteran. His dad was a veteran. Um, and so uh, this is great to see. Um, this is one step, um, you know, in the right, ste- in the right uh, direction to help our veterans. We know this isn't a one-stop one shop here that's going to fix everything, but... Um, you know, I just want to kind of touch on this a little bit, and and if people didn't see it, maybe this is another platform we can get it out there. But um, you know, basically, the the uh, homeless veterans reintegration program um, is awarding these grants. Um, each organization uh, could be awarded up to a maximum of $600,000 annually for up to three years. So that's a total of almost $2 million um, to help deliver occupational skills training, um, support participation in apprenticeship programs and other on-the-job training opportunities, and also uh, to help with employment uh, placement assistance. So uh, just wanted to give a shout out to this. Um, you know, I know, uh, again, us being veterans, this is, uh, this is something that's near and dear to our heart. Yeah. And Mr. Ron is a Vietnam veteran. Uh, and my, so is my dad. So I'm a, I'm a third generation vet. Um, my son is a fourth, uh, he's in the air force now. Uh, I'm extremely thankful for the vets and for, you know, our, and I'm very proud of our country. I, number one, I don't think 12 million is enough, um, personally, but I think it's actually the second step. What this is proposed is, should be the second step. The first step needs to be mental health care for returning vets, uh, but before and after they ETS, uh, out of the service, uh, reintegration, uh, help, uh, you know, just, just 
making sure that there is somebody to talk to. Now there is the, the VA does offer all of that. Um, but, um, you know, I think we do a lot more now for the vets than, uh, the Vietnam era vets, Mr. Ron, you, you came back to nothing really, right? Uh, yeah, Jerry, that's pretty much uh, correct. And actually, uh, most of the Vietnam veterans at the time, uh, because of the attitude of many Americans uh, about that war uh, and really some misconceptions about the veterans uh, that served over there, um, most vets coming back from Vietnam would just as soon forget about it anyway. And mm-hmm. so the attitude was, did that keep it behind me. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to talk about it. I want to get back to the world and get on with my life. So uh, at, at that time, it, it wasn't as uh, concerning uh, other than the animosities. Nobody, nobody likes that. But, uh, you know, the, the mental side of it, as you mentioned, human beings are not set up to forget things very long. Um, and you can say, you know, I'm, I'm fighting in a war and, and all the terrible things that go along with that, and I'm just going to forget it. Uh, but you don't. And the question is, when is it going to come back? When is it going to reoccur? When are you going to remember? Uh, and how is it going to affect you at that point? So we had uh, Vietnam veterans had some delayed reactions that uh, maybe to this day are affecting uh, some of those veterans. So, you know, I think all the programs that uh, Uncle Sam can come up with um, are ones that are needed and will continue to be needed uh, on into the future. So glad to see all this as well. Yeah, absolutely. And if you are, if you are training or a school, uh, there's, a, there's a list at, the, at, at this article uh, that who is available um, to help with this or to nonprofit and for-profit organizations, faith-based groups, Native American tribal government, state and local workforce development boards, uh, state and local government agencies, and also higher education institutions, including historically black, black colleges and universities and Hispanic serving institutions are eligible to apply for a piece of this $12 million grant. Um, so if you are um, if you are in the business or in the, the service of teaching uh, line work and, and teaching linemen and teaching skills, uh, this may be something for you to, to check out. Uh, so they can, you can find the article by uh, going on to LinkedIn uh, and finding Mark Forster, F-O-R-S-T-E-R, uh, or ISPC. Um, Mark, it should show up, Mark's uh, stuff on there, and then click on that link. This is a great article and $12 million is a great start. Um, but again, don't, uh, if you have the means to help in other areas, um, you know, start here and then branch out, you know, become that tree of, of hope and learning and, and, and health, uh, and welfare and well-being for people. Um, but I'm a, I'm a huge, huge fan of this program. Um, I think it's, uh, it's step number two though. So if you, if you are a veteran, thank you for your service. Uh, if you're not a vet and you want to help out, uh, you know, just reach out. There's tons of areas in your community that, that you, um, can help in. Yeah. Cool. 
No, I got it. And, and again, I, I echo uh, both Ron and Jerry's sentiments. Um, you know, for all you veterans out there, appreciate everything you've done for us and, and everybody else. And, um, and you know, any, any chance I get that I can, can help or, or advocate, um, I'm going to do so. So awesome. Well, just wanted to let, wanted to kind of touch base on that and let everybody know it's out there. If you didn't see it, um, again, you can go to our LinkedIn page, uh, search myself or search, uh, Institute for Safety and Powerline Construction. It's on our page, the, the links there, you can go check it out for yourself. So, okay. Um, ISPC tailboard talk topic, our topic for today, uh, we're going to have a topic, uh, a tailboard topic uh, near and dear to our name and, and our purpose here in the industry. Um, and so today our topic is going to be uh, called the framework. And essentially, uh, I'm going to talk about the framework of our tailboards or our job briefings. And so uh, I'm just going to touch on what uh, that looks like in the eyes of OSHA. And um, we're not going to dive a whole lot into it today. Um, we're going to uh, kind of leave that open-ended and in future episodes, we'll, we'll dissect that and, and jump into it a little more in depth. Um, but I just wanted to take uh, a couple minutes and, uh, you know, tailboard or job briefing, whatever you, whatever your company calls it, um, is something that is required of us by OSHA. Um, it comes into play in 1910-269. Charlie uh, is where the job briefing is detailed in OSHA's regulations. Um, and then there's a couple categories there. There's before each job. There's um, uh, subjects to be covered. There's numbers of briefings, extent of briefing. Um, and it also touches on loan workers. Um, so again, uh, I'm not going to dive into a whole lot of this today. Um, you know, essentially, but what, what we need to do is before each job, um, we need to conduct a tailboard, right? And so OSHA says that the five things that we must cover in that job briefing, um, are hazards associated with the job. Are work procedures involved with the job we're about to do? Any special precautions? Uh, energy source controls, uh, as well as uh, personal protective equipment (PPE). So those are the things that we have to talk about. Um, you know, a lot of companies' tailboards. I've seen a, a pretty decent amount of them. Uh, you know, go way more into detail than that, and that is great. Um, you know, the, the one thing um, that I'm just going to kind of touch on today um, and we'll dive into in further episodes is the um, framework or how you set that, that job briefing or that tailboard discussion. And, and that's what it really should be is a discussion. Um, I've worked for companies. I've supervised in companies. And, and one of the worst things that tends to happen out there, and I see it a lot, is the person in charge of the job is the one completing the job briefing or the tailboard, has a quick conversation with the rest of the crew, and everybody sort of nods their heads and they go about their business. And that's, that's really just doing a disservice to our people. We really need to, 
This should be a conversation with every single person that's going to be involved in the job so that everybody understands what each other is doing, um, you know, what's going to be going on around them, what the hazards are, what the hazards are that could affect them by somebody else doing some other task within the work area or the work zone, right? And if you're not having that, yeah, if you're not having that conversation, you just can't have that level of detail. And so, um, you know, the other thing I find too that I just want to touch on here quickly is every, I hear probably eight out of 10 crews tell me that the person in charge of the job has to do the tailboard or 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 uh, do the job briefing. And that's just not the case, right? That person in charge is in charge of ensuring that a job briefing is completed. But there's nothing wrong with getting your other people involved, right? And And so um, very good way to get your less experience, less, uh, tenured employees involved in the job and thinking about the job and recognizing hazards and all that type of stuff, sharing information with the rest of their work group. You know, at the end of the day, uh, OSHA just says that, hey, it's the responsibility of that person in charge to make sure it's done. It says nowhere in there that that has to be the person that does the job brief. And so, um, I'm kind of going to let it there. If you guys have anything you want to add to that, uh, by all means. And um, like I said, we're going to kind of jump into each portion of that as we go down the road here in future yeah. podcasts. I've, I've been fortunate enough uh, when I have done, we've gone on video shoots uh, or update shoots for uh, TND Power Skills that we still have to do these jobs. We still have to do a, a tailboard. Uh, it is essential no matter what, because I, I am... Uh, especially in that zone with them too. So we all have to know the hazard. So it's, it's part of the job still. Um, fortunately, all of our update partners that I've been with have had rotating people do the tailboards. Uh, the young guys, the, 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 the journeyman, the, the apprentice, I mean, you could be a, a, you know, a first year apprentice and you're still up to do the tailboard, uh, which is phenomenal because everything that we do um, now prepares us to be a better mentor later. Uh, so uh, if we learn it now and we learn it correctly, one thing that I have also seen, uh, the copy and paste uh, tailboard, it's the same job you did yesterday and the same job you did the day before that, but things have still changed. The job may still be the same, but there are external factors. The, the ground could be a little muddier. The the humidity could be a little higher, you know, the things. Traffic. Yeah, uh, traffic. Yeah, there's all kinds so of stuff. Take, take the tailboard seriously. And don't, as tempted as you may be to, to copy and paste from yesterday because you're still doing the same thing, uh, you know, take into account, yes, these are here, still here. These things are still here, but these are also here. This is not here anymore. This, you know, there are things that have changed uh, and maybe have changed dramatically and drastically. So you have to take those into account as well. Just, just be, it's. Perfect. You can think of it if you're doing the job, you know, familiarity breeds complacency. And and I'll say this a, a hundred times, you know, we become so familiar with something, we become complacent in doing it, um, which if you're, if you're a grocery store stalker, that great, that's not going to kill you. 
there are a lot of industries that, you know, complacency will kill you in a heartbeat. This is definitely one of them. Okay. Let's talk about our sponsor real quick. And we were talking about, you know, how things change. Well, these days, uh, safety and training managers are at a loss about how to control their line worker training programs. Um, especially if you're spread thin, uh, you know, the new, new technology, everything is coming up. Things are changing fast. Uh, and you need a solution that has the flexibility to keep up. TND Power Skills is a comprehensive 78 unit curriculum designed with the adult learner in mind. Control your message by customizing the program to meet your needs and your training yard specs. Uh, control your delivery with the flexibility to scale from a single unit refresher training to a fully DOL certified 8,000 hour apprenticeship program. And you control your cost with flexible delivery models for companies with just a few crews all the way up to large utilities, contractors, and associations. Uh, courseware is also available for your, our, for your own third-party enterprise uh, learning management system and through traditional DVD training models as well. One thing I absolutely love about this is because of how it's built, your line workers absorb the info that they need through the video, uh, through the workbooks, the section quizzes, and the final exams. Uh, and then with our custom field performance requirements, uh, checklist, you get to go out there in the training yard and really put your hands on. And I love to see that happen when it clicks, when you get out there in the, the yard and everybody clicks and figures out, oh yeah, this is, this is what this part did. And this is what this part did. Um, if you want to learn more, visit me online at tdpowerskills.com, tdpowerskills.com. Use the referral code tailboard2024 and get an exclusive podcast listener, 5% discount. Ooh, I like that. Discounts are always great. Tailboard 2024, go to tdpowerskills.com. Thanks, Jerry. Um, okay, we've finally gotten here. Next up, we're going to talk with our guest today. Again, one of our own, well, the reason we're all here, quite exactly. frankly. Um, so, um, again, our guest today, Mr. Ron Shank. Uh, owner and founder of our three companies, uh, originally ISPC, and then it has uh, grown from there. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest, Mr. Ron Shank. How you doing, Ron? Uh, doing great. Appreciate the opportunity, guys. After listening to all that you've been involved in, I think you're finally earning your wages. <laughs> <laughs> Out nice. Right. Pos positive reinforcements, <laughs> right? <you> <laughs> so, no. That's I mean, awesome. You, you guys uh, are, are always busy and looking for looking to take on more. So uh, really proud of our companies and, and the work that you guys do every day. So let's jump right in here and, and kind of have a discussion here. So um, I guess, first of all, uh, Ron, tell us kind of, How'd you get here about you? Like, like, you know, a little bit about your background, kind of what led you into, to the line worker industry and, and kind of what led you to, um, you know, where we are today, uh, with these three companies. Most people, when they decide they want to start a business, Mr. Ron, do not start with a nonprofit 501c3. Let me just throw that out right. there. ISPC is a not-for-profit. Uh, why? Did you want to start a not-for-profit? Well, uh, the the rationale, uh, I had, uh, by 2004, 
uh, I had been in the industry uh, helping with with training and and other things with major contractors, um, and had recognized um, a, a poor performance in safety and keeping uh, the workers safe out there. I had uh, experienced uh, with the company that I was with 10 fatalities uh, and, and innumerable injuries. And as you guys know, an injury in this industry is, is not a cut on the finger. It's, it's uh, often debilitating, life-changing, arm-removing, foot-removing injuries that uh, impact individuals and people if they survive. So uh, it, it got to a point, I think, with me that um, I kind of told myself, um, if I can ever do something uh, in my career to help minimize, stop fatalities, minimize injuries in this industry, I'm going to do it. And uh, as, as all of us adults know, be careful what you ask for, because you might get a chance to, to do it. Uh, and then be held up uh, responsible for what you do next. So in 2004, uh, that opportunity came for me. Uh, the company that I was working with, <clears throat> large contractor, uh, was acquired by uh, our, another large contractor, our competitor. And uh, I had an opportunity to either uh, move over to the new holding company or to move on and do something else. Uh, and uh, after long discussions with, with my wife, uh, Wanda, about what we do from here, where we go from here, uh, we decided uh, that uh, I would take the, the, I guess, training, the, the insights, the things that I had learned about training and safety in the industry in that prior 10 years and see if I couldn't leverage that, expand on that, and, uh, and, and help the industry where it, it, it absolutely needed help. I mean, today we look back on the, the 70s, 80s, and 90s in our industry and are appalled uh, at the, the uh, fatalities and the injuries and the lack of concern for safety. Uh, out there, but it, it was absolutely there, uh, and the attitude was generally, "This this is dangerous work. Uh, you guys that do it need to pay attention and figure out how to keep yourself safe." Uh, well, that's silly, obviously. That uh, for employees to maintain safety, to be safe themselves. To be, they, they need to be trained, they need to understand the hazards involved, they need to know what it takes to mitigate those hazards, they need to have the supervisory support to, to do that every day, day in and day out, uh, and it's, it's only come about, uh, that has only come about through hard work of many in the industry that have recognized we, we can't continue like we had. So in 2004, uh, as Jerry 
said, we, we decided to start with uh, ISPC, the Institute for Safety and Power Line Construction. And the reason we started with that organization and chose a nonprofit status uh, was because we felt like uh, being a nonprofit industry association, ISPC would gain credibility in the industry quickly. Um, obviously, uh, whether you're a nonprofit or a for-profit organization, you have to run as a business and you have to be uh, business savvy to uh, continue in business. Um, we recognize that early on, uh, but we still feel like today that ISPC has credibility in the industry as a nonprofit association because of its nonprofit status. Uh, further emphasizing that the reason that we're here uh, is not to make profits, uh, not to glean profits from an industry that sorely needs attention, uh, but to truly in our hearts uh, come to help the industry in training and safety. So ISPC was created in uh, 2004. And we talked earlier about the depth of the bullpen and, and what, you know, the, all the travel and the stuff that, that y'all are doing. Um, <clears throat> ISPC can, can offer that training from the very front of a brand new apprentice to the leadership side of it to make sure that once they become that mentor, that they're, they're passing on or how to become a mentor, how to pass on that knowledge that you've gained uh, in the industry. This is a very, to me, this is a very small industry. And I don't necessarily know if that's the case or if I just am, am you know, you look at, at, at other industries that, that, you know, nobody knows somebody in the next state over that's in the same industry. In this industry, it seems like we all kind of know each other, We're, or at least the people that I'm around. That you know, you go to you go to conferences to see your friends and and to learn things. Um, yeah, I tell you, Jerry, that uh, fact that that you just enumerated, I saw as an opportunity to help us jumpstart ISPC. The 10 years that I had spent in the industry prior to 2004 put me in contact with a lot of people in our small industry. And as you've said, everybody knows everybody, or if you don't know them, you know somebody that does. Mm -hmm. It's it's a very uh, close relationship. And there's something in a camaraderie kind of way uh, for line workers in our industry and people that participate in it, that um, it's a little bit akin to service members being in the service. Absolutely. And and the attitude that you have about your buddy. It, it's, a, it's a similar attitude. So in 2004, I knew that I could begin to leverage some of the relationships that I had developed uh, in the industry to jumpstart ISPC. And that was uh, was a big help. So what can what can what can people expect now, Mark? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask both you and Mr. Ron this. 
what can members expect from ISPC? So it's a member-driven organization. So it's a nonprofit. So first and foremost, if you decide to become a member, it's automatically, it's tax deductible. Your membership dues are tax deductible. Um, but as a member, let's say I'm, I'm Joe Contractor or Jane Municip Municipality or, or Co-op, what can I expect from ISPC? Uh, what it was your initial vision, Mr. Ron? Uh, and then what has it morphed into uh, something bigger? Well, the, the, the initial uh, mission statement of ISPC uh, continues to be that. And that's to, uh, to focus exclusively on safety and training for line workers. The thing that, that I knew in 2004 was that, you know, you've got, you got a lot of organizations out there that um, support associations that support the industry. But there was no organization that focused exclusively on safety and training for the line worker. There are organizations that helped out power line companies, organizations for utilities, uh, organizations for co-ops, for municipals, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there was nothing exclusively for uh, advocating for safety and training for the line worker. And that's, that's the niche that I saw ISP fitting in. Now, the vision uh, then became... Uh, one, one of the, the obvious things about the lack of safety was also the lack of training. Go hand in hand. Uh, you, you've got to have great training to uh, have great training, uh, safety. So we knew that pretty quickly we were going to need to develop and offer a, a training program for line workers, basically an, uh, an apprenticeship program that covered all of the bases relative to not just the technical performance of the trade, but safety aspects of the trained, trade as well. So we started work on that uh, immediately. And in 2007, uh, introduced TND Power Skills to the industry. Uh, Mark, you, you want to expand on uh, the other things we do? Yeah. So you know, obviously with me being a little bit newer to the organization here and now a, a full-time employee at ISPC, um, you know, besides the, the, um, the T&D Power Skills lineman curriculum, uh, you know, we're in the process of developing uh, a metering curriculum, a substation curriculum, a transmission curriculum, a heavy equipment operator curriculum, and so we're expanding our platform of offerings uh, to better serve the industry, yet they're all still geared towards that initial vision, mission and vision of ISPC uh, to advocate for training and safety at the worker level. Now, obviously, we normally have to partner with companies or organizations to get to that worker level. Uh, but the meat and potatoes of all our programs are really to benefit the worker. And, you know, I think uh, Jerry asked kind of what, what, we, what we feel we bring to the table as, as ISPC. Um, I really see us 
um, moving forward and continuing to build partnerships, right? It's all about those partnerships in the industry and working with the customers that we work with to form a partnership. I mean, yes, we can go in and do a two or three day training um, and walk out the door and never see that customer again. And, and we'll still offer those type of, of offerings. But I think where we really want to go as an organization is to develop those long-term partnerships where we can build a um, systematic approach right? Figure out where the gaps are, where the missing pieces are, and help organizations close those gaps. Uh, and it's not going to happen on a two or three day training one time and we're gone. There, there's no golden golden uh, nickel here or anything, right? This, this is a long-term journey um, and, and we want to be part of that journey with you. And um, that that's really what we're we're looking to build in the industry. And, and safety and training is kind of like tectonic plates. I mean, they're moving and, and shifting it, you know, all the time. Uh, so you end up with these crevasses, these these holes or gaps uh, in your training that you don't see coming, that you don't realize until uh, you're like, oh wow, we have these. Having somebody like ISPC in your back pocket, you know, in the bullpen with their deep bullpen uh, to boot, it doesn't matter what that gap turns out to be. You have a partner with you that says, okay, well, we have somebody that can help fill this gap. Uh, and and being an outside third-party agency, um, it's always like when we were kids growing up, you know, my mom said, why don't you ever listen to us like you listened to the neighbors when you were over, you know, playing at their house? Uh, well, you know, you never do. It's, it's you know, you never listen to, to home like you listen to, to somebody else telling you. Uh, it, it's reinforcing that message. Uh, and, and that's one of the great things that I see, one of the values that I see um, above all with, with ISPC is you have these industry experts available um, at any time. And it's not just, it's not us saying, oh, we're industry experts. It's we're out there, you know, you can ask anybody who's ever heard Jim Vaughn speak on grounding uh, if the man knows what he's talking about, you know. Uh, he's, 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 uh, look, the first time I ever heard Jim Vaughn speak on grounding, um, was <laughs> we were at an incident prevention, uh, conference and Jim's session started. Now these are hour long sessions and he had the session right before lunch and right after lunch. Okay. It was a two part session. Well, something had happened and the alarm went off in the hotel and they evacuated everybody. So we were out there until they cleared the, the, the alarm. Well, it messed up Jim's session completely. Well, they came out and said, look, just go ahead and go to lunch. Uh, we'll, we'll pick up, you know, we'll pick up at a later date. So everybody goes back in to get their things that they left. And Jim, Jim went back in to get his laptop and ended up teaching through lunch into the next session. Um, I've never seen, I, look, I've never seen guys miss lunch. I mean, I'm, I'm not a little boy. Uh, I don't miss food, but I, I stood in there for a good 25 minutes uh, listening to him and watching him engage. So, uh, And every one of the speakers that ISPC has is like that. Mr. Ron, I've sat through your leadership uh, presentation. Uh, Mark, I've seen you teach. Uh, you know, this is not, ISPC is not bringing in uh, amateurs 
into this, you know, into the, your building or whatever they're, you know, they're bringing in the pros, the best of the best. Uh, and we've been fortunate that, that, or I've been fortunate that I've gotten to learn so much underneath, uh, all of these people and, and work with them so closely. Not everybody is meant to be a trainer and an instructor. Um, I have had, I have been around some folks that have been really smart cookies, uh, knew their, their job inside and out could, could fix anything, could repair anything, could build anything, but they couldn't teach. Uh, there is a part of connecting with your, uh, students in your class and, and being able to come down to their level and read the room and, and ebb and flow with that. And it just, it takes a, um, uh, it takes a certain person to be able to convey and get that message across where the people walk away uh, with the knowledge that they need to walk away with. And so, um, yeah, we, we have a lot of a lot of good ones here and we're fortunate to to have those. So. Um, so, Ron, tell us um, tell us a little bit about the other two companies. So we have two other companies in this portfolio here. And we've touched on T&D Power Skills a little bit. Kind of tell us, obviously, we kind of know that the T&D Power Skills evolved from needing the line worker program. Uh, maybe expand on that a little bit. And then kind of where did, uh, where did uh, SMI come from? Uh, T&D Power Skills uh, began its, its development shortly after ISPC was formed in 2004, and by 2007, we were ready to introduce uh, a, um, inst- an instructor-led program uh, of four years to uh, the industry, uh, which we did. Uh, and so that program uh, initially was uh, created uh, off of some of the best program material uh, I could find in the 10 years prior to uh, 2004. Um, And that was brought together and introduced to the industry. Um, And as I expect any new introduction of training material, product, et cetera, kind of has a slow start and begins to to slowly uh, move and be accepted by the industry. The, The rationale uh, behind the training program material uh, that became TND Power Skills was standardization. The, the thing that I saw in the industry very quickly was that nobody could agree on truly what a lineman, a journeyman lineman needed to know and what a journeyman lineman ne- uh, could, could be able to do. So, Somewhere along the line, we had to identify a standard, if you will, of what we were going to train to. Uh, And that became an acknowledgement of the competencies. And that's where the 191 line worker competencies came in as a foundation for the development of the material uh, that became TND Power Skills. Um, 2007, the instructor led uh, aspect of the material was introduced as a package or as individual 78 units uh, of a four year program uh, could be acquired individually, uh, individual units of the 78 or the entire package. Uh, 
we saw quickly, and Kenneth Pardue, uh, uh, who's now TND Power Skills Vice President and General Manager, saw very quickly that um, the training industry per se was moving toward online uh, offerings. And he began working on a learning management system pretty quickly uh, after 2007. And by 2011, uh, had developed a, an LMS, an online learning management system that allowed the TND PowerSkills program material to be accessed online. Uh, and, and that was a momentous uh, occasion for us and has certainly uh, become the, the, one of the preferred ways of taking delivery of the material uh, is online through uh, the learning management system that Ken and his, uh, his staff have developed and continue to uh, hone and develop uh, going forward, which I, I think will just, just be a perpetual thing. I'm a fan um, of it. So, yeah, that yeah. that's uh, the TND Power Skills side of things, and the mission statement of TND Power Skills is we're, we're looking and hoping and working toward TND Power Skills becoming the standard in the industry to train power line workers, uh, and we've we've gone a long way toward that. Um, Safety Management International, SMI, came along just a few years ago uh, as we began to recognize that there might be other areas in uh, the industry that we were not serving. Um, And so Safety Management International uh, was created in 2020, uh, as I recall, right before COVID hit, uh, which is a great coincidence. I think part. not. <laughs> uh, created in January of 2020 uh, to do a couple of things. First of all, we recognized that uh, both TND Power Skills and ISPC needed more administrative support than they were getting. And uh, so SMI took up uh, that job of uh, being the administrative arm for the two operating companies, TND Power Skills and ISPC, um, to take away basically the, the concerns about business, running a business, the accounting, the insurance, the banking, the finance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, to pull that away from the operating companies, allowing them to focus strictly on what they do best out there in the industry. ISPC TND Power Skills, and SMI would handle the business aspects uh, for those two companies. But secondarily, then to begin to look at other things that we could be doing in the industry that we were not. Uh, one of those became uh, pretty quickly the development of the conference that Jerry and Mark uh, are talking about. And now we're approaching our fourth uh, industry conference and trade show uh, that will be uh, in San Antonio in late February that um, uh, SMI produces for the two operating companies. Um, and then SMI is involved in emergency management issues uh, and some other things that 
uh, the the other two operating companies just doesn't make sense for them to uh, to be looking at. So that's kind of a quick summary of the three companies there. You know, at the other, and I think we talked, uh, you know, earlier this year at our at our annual meeting that you know we're only going to be successful as all of us, right? So uh, we all we all bring a very important part to the to the table, and and those need to mesh well together. So, here, here. Um, I agree. Well, I think the last question, at least I have, Ron, is kind of so. You know, obviously, um, we have gotten. We've survived COVID as a company. Um, it, it was a struggle at some points, and I, I, I don't know that we're 100% back, but I think we're going in a very positive direction. But um, So what's the vision and what's the, the prognosis for the future? Where do, you, where do you see things going or where do you want things to go? And kind of what's the, you know, the, the outlook for the next couple of years? Where do you, you kind of see this ship going? Well, I think the outlook is very promising. Uh, I believe the industry continues to um, accept, appreciate, push forward things that make their workers safer uh, in their jobs. And uh, that's no more important to any one uh, worker than to our line workers in the industry. Uh, We're certainly seeing some of the the effects of that as injury rates go down, fatalities go down in our industry, and so on. But obviously, we're not there uh, yet. If if one uh, line worker uh, dies from injuries received because of lack of training and safety, uh, our job's not done. Uh, and it continues to be a critically important thing in the industry uh, like I say, I'm, I, I am grateful that uh, leaders in our industry, managers, owners, uh, continue to see safety uh, as a paramount mission within their own companies. And uh, the more they do, the more they recognize that, the more they're going to reach out to ISPC, TND Power Skills to help them achieve those safety goals that, uh, that they have. So uh, uh, more of the same, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at uh, an industry that increasingly is accepting us uh, and what we do, uh, both ISPC and TND Power Skills. So leveraging those relationships, and Mark, as you've said, Frankly, with both of our operating companies, we're interested in partnerships. Our best work can be done over time with people, not a one-time event or a one-time sell of a training unit or whatever that might be. It, it, uh, if we're partners with our clients and their organizations over time, that's where our best work is done. Uh, so we certainly want to see more of that as uh, as we move forward and uh, very proud of, of what we've done and where we are we we have survived covid it was financially a blow to every one of our companies but we've we've made it through uh and uh again uh, the future looks promising for all of us great yeah couldn't couldn't agree more i think um you know i think we have a 
things are really looking up. We have a, a lot of stuff in the in the mixing bowl, and and um, I couldn't agree more. I really feel that way. That um, you know, if we can develop some some really good partnerships with our customers, that's that's where we can support them and, and do the best for them. And they're going to get the best results out of it. So Agreed. Ron, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your day to spend with us today. It's really uh, appreciated. Uh, we know you're busy and, and, um, but we wanted to, we really wanted to set the stage here and kind of understand where this whole, uh, thing came from and, and why, and, and, um, kind of what it's about and where it's going and and kind of just the makeup of our organization so that everybody can kind of understand that going forward and yeah and uh, we'll you. build on this and thank you so much for the opportunity i think these podcasts are a really uh, important addition to our getting the message out there. yep i agree i i um i'm looking forward to this um this is number two uh, I'm, I'm hoping sometime down the road, maybe we're sitting on number 200 or something like that. So we'll, we'll see how things go, uh, see how people like them and see how they, uh, they tune into them. But, um, I, I think we can bring a lot of positive aspects, uh, through this podcast and giving people the opportunities to communicate with us. So. Hey, before we cut out guys, we got to mention our sponsor one more time, T and D power skills, take back control of your training message, your delivery, and your cost. Um, and guys, learn more about TND Power Skills, how they can help you uh, with their proven training solutions. Uh, you can go to tdpowerskills.com. That's tdpowerskills.com. Uh, take back control of your training message, delivery, and cost. Uh, and in closing, I do have to tell you the views and opinions shared in this podcast are the personal viewpoints of the participants. It may not necessarily reflect the stance of the Institute in Safety and Powerline Construction and its staff. It is highly advised you consult your company management before implementing any actions or policies that we talked about in today's podcast. So, you know, got to talk about the legal stuff. Uh, and until then, if we don't see you um, at the conference, we'll see you virtually, hopefully, at the conference, uh, or you'll hear us at the conference. Um, the TD, the TD Trainers Conference. Uh, find out more about it, tdtrainersconf.com. Uh, if, if you want to, you can always go to ISPC's website, uh, ispconline.com. Find out how to become a member there, uh, what ISPC offers. Uh, go to, to TND PowerSkills website, tdpowerskills.com again. Uh, and um, look, guys, feel free you can always get in touch with somebody at our companies. Uh, you'd be surprised how easy we are to, to contact. So thank you all for hanging out with us at Tailboard Talks, episode number two. It's been a blast. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Mr. Awesome. Ryan. Thanks, guys. And we'll uh, we'll see everybody from the conference. So look forward to, to seeing you if you're going to be there. Take care, everybody. We'll see you on the next one.